Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello and welcome to Not-So-Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. Here we have... Yanis and... Rob. How are you doing, man? I am fine. I am fine. Long time no see, right? <laughs> Long time no see. Back in our usual format. Yes. <laughs> Despite the fact we spent the entire week together... We didn't manage. Work. We didn't manage to record while being together. That's that's crazy. That's Stupid. Crazy. We should definitely get the next one um, live together. Just putting that out there because I think yeah. I'm definitely going to be around London. Are you going on holiday at all, or are you going to be around? I'm not going on holiday. It's just that the school starts, so I'll start the whole school run and stuff. So my life resumes. Monday. No. That is the reason that I wanted to hit the button and get done with the biggest decision till the World Cup. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Yes, I actually did hit the button for the wild card. I have a few reasons and I will explain. Yeah, but I think the most important one is that my current rank is around five million eight hundred thousand, uh-huh. which is a ridiculous rank, um, and it's it's very clear why this has happened. It is yeah. three, four choices that if the, a swing of choices, I could I could even be under a million mm-hmm. because the point difference at the moment, uh, if is if you were like fifty points lower, it means that you're like three, four million difference than that which 50 points you know that towards the end of the season is something that you you're thinking okay in three weeks i might get the chance to cover that so imagine yeah. for 36 weeks yeah it's definitely doable yeah but it's uh, the emotional thing that oh i have to chase now completely i'm i'm coming from way out of the pitch not i'm not even on the pitch to chase the ball so that was the main reason but to be honest, I gave it a lot of thought and I didn't even hit it on Sunday. I think yeah. I hit it on Monday. I yeah. was thinking of the price rises and because mm-hmm. we have a lot of nice prices this year, but it is a fine line between the good players that you want to get and you will need money. I thought that I think it's good if I gain on the value now. Yeah. So I'm starting maybe even a million higher than others at this point. Yeah. Uh, and I need that. I need that desperately. Yeah. So that was another reason. And I had done a very quick transfer with, um, was it Saka to Martinelli? Yes, it was Saka to Martinelli at the beginning mm-hmm. of the game week, uh, which <clears throat> means that whatever other transfer I made uh, would be a hit. And I yeah. desperately would need to make Cash, who was dropping, and I don't want him anymore. Yeah. I also have a flag on um, Andreas. I'm not sure I'm going to let him go, but it would be a problem. And then I had Trippier and Wilson against Man City. Yeah. So again, I was going in a game week without Arsenal players, with just Zichenko. Yeah. With Grealish, who's... Yeah. Maybe I could, I could think of him as a long-run player, but... When you're chasing, you can't afford to have these kind of players. Yeah. And um, so I said, I want to get Jesus, Jesus, however we will decide to call him. We've got a problem with Haaland, Holland, 
Jesus, Jesus, the pronunciation yeah. of the names. But so then I said, okay, it's either a minus eight, yeah, which would make sense. Wilson to Jesus and uh, Cash. I could even go to to James. Yeah, but there's not much time if I want a wild card on game week seven or eight to make up yeah. for that minus. So we've said that on a minus on a on a double game week, let's say, or if you captain a player, maybe that makes sense. Completely. Or if you have a long term plan. Yeah. Then okay, you can think that in the next six game weeks I've I've definitely covered. But if yeah. I'm wildcarding on game week seven or eight, yeah. then already I'm I'm narrowing the time to make it worth the minus eight. So instead of going even further from everyone, I thought just hit the button. Go for it. And yeah, I mean, it's it's 14 weeks. A wildcard for 14 weeks is not much. We, we've done much worse in the past. Yeah. I've had Definitely. my wildcard like second, third week of January. Yeah. Uh, which meant that it was supposed to be done until the end of the season. And with, exactly. with crucial game weeks, double game weeks, and all of that. So yeah, it is what it is. And I hope... I hope I help with your auto team because I suppose this is finally going to exactly. be a good a good week for me. Exactly. So, how many transfers are you planning on making? Because I'm thinking I need about four right now. <laughs> yes. Personally, so, but I've got two transfers in the bank. I've got two. You do two have lined two, up. Okay. Which is yeah. good. Uh, I mean, now the team that I have in the wild card is not the team that I'm going to have by the end of. Mm -hmm. By tomorrow deadline, by the way, is the the usual Saturday eleven p.m. a.m. Yeah. Um, UK time. Yeah. Uh, so at the moment, I have players that were rumored to go up in price. So I yeah. imagine I I dropped TAA for instance at the moment. Yeah. And I've got both Patterson and Williams. Because I'm yeah. not sure with which one I'm going to go. And both probably are rising. So it's better yeah. if I have them in their risen price rather than missing that point one. On that subject, I think Neko Williams is the one. I know there is a big Patterson boat, but like Neko Williams is the Jed Spence replacement in that Forest team. Yeah. And he's really, you know, he's going to be playing every week and he is really forward thinking and he's really yeah, attacking. There's, there's an attacking return coming. I know. And Patterson is also doing that, but I don't, he didn't play the last game, right? He's only played one game so far. Has he? Okay. I just got him in because I saw that he's got a price right now. He did play against Everton against uh, Villa. But then did he miss the first game? Because he only got one point or something. No, he got exactly. one point because because he uh because he conceded too many goals. Yeah. He conceded two. Alright. Or did he have a yellow Fair. I'm not sure about that, but uh no, he two two goals conceded, yeah, that's one point. Okay. But then did he did they concede two goals in the last in the first game or No, just one against Chelsea. Oh yeah. So he's got three okay, points cool. in total. Uh Nico Williams has seven obviously with a clean sheet, but he got nil in the first one so he got yeah. seven included a bonus point uh against uh, west ham he is by far the best choice out of those two 
I've got them there, but might be keeping one. Might not. Might go with five in the back as I started. I'm not entirely sure. Mm -hmm. It's it's between a prime defender and Tony. I think that's that's how it's going to go. It's either yeah. the three up front with Jesus Haaland and Tony. I think I like yeah. it just so much. Um, it starts with Fulham, then it's Everton, Palace, Leeds, Southampton, Arsenal at home, Bournemouth, Newcastle, Brighton, and then okay, Chelsea, Villa, Wolves. I mean, until until the World Cup, they only yeah. have uh, Arsenal and Chelsea, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's a very very good uh, run of fixtures. And Tony looked very lively. He had a uh, I think a very big XG. I'm I'm really bad with the XGs and the XIs. Uh, completely. He's been involved everywhere on the pitch. Yeah. And he's already risen. I didn't catch this price, but anyway, I think he's he's a really good a really good pick. So this I is agree. this is the debate. That's why I got the the cheap ones in, because I think I will sacrifice. I've, I've I'm getting rid of Trippier apparently, who was great, yeah. was amazing those two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so probably the way will be cash to James and the trip here to Neko Williams, let's say. I mean, completely template. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. TAA, Cancelo and Zinchenko, the other three. Yeah. Uh, which means that I might need to downgrade Alisson to Raya. Raya, however we want to prefer. Yeah. Now, this is a decision that I'm not certain yet because I think that I'm... I'm going to punish myself because I had Alisson for two weeks where he got nothing. Mm. And, uh, now, I mean, they will get a clean sheet at some point. But this yeah. might be very essential for me to have an eight-point midfielder, which is going to be Kulusevski for me. Yeah. Can I just go briefly yeah. back to your Ivan Tony um, pick? The So... Who do you think, where do you think Tony placed in terms of um, XG for the Man United game alone? Uh, as a number or in, in rank, in order, you mean? Just, yeah, in rank of the 22 players on the pitch. I would think where first. Uh, he was 13th with oh. 0.02 expected goals. That was close. Marcus Ransford is in eighth with 0.11. Bruno Fernandes higher up. Ronaldo Eriksson. But the three highest were Jensen, Ben Mee and Brian and Puemo. That's um, why I look at the XGs. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not that he didn't get good XG. It's that he wasn't in goal-scoring positions very often. And that's kind of, that's kind of the thing. He did assist two goals in his... Um, he, I had um, he created three, four key chances, um, but he's not necessarily. Yeah, he's he's playing more like a pseudo Harry Kane, uh, where he's dropping deep, he's being burly in the box, he's getting on the headers, and uh, I think in other games he could have more xg. Yeah. But you know he was very much um, the all round number nine that we expect in the modern game right now, which is yeah, he's a fantastic player. I can't deny it, and he could get. Uh, he's on penalties, and he can get more goals. But um, he didn't have as high an XG in that last game as we expect. Uh, what about? Yeah, the highest was zero point five five XG with his two goals. I want to say. 
No, he had one goal and one goal. Oh yeah, one goal. It was me and De Silva and Jensen that got the the others. Yeah. But yeah, he was he was highest on the um, expected goals. He had uh, well a goal that was a very high chance um, XG and a block shot from outside the area, which added together to make, um, yeah, uh, 0.55 expected goals. 0.01 expected assists, though, for Brian Buemo. So, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I see what you mean. Uh, but at the same time, I think that Tony will... Tick well, if not yeah. with many goals, but in the long run, because now since it's a wild card, I have yeah. to think really ahead. Yeah, so completely. This player is the one who's going to be there in the team. Completely. So Talismanic. Prize, and... I think, yeah. I mean, if you compare him to, let's say, Grealish, who's 7 million, <laughs> I think that he's got far better chance of outscoring. He's definitely going to score him in the next 10 weeks. Completely. No matter if, if Grealish gets like at some point gets a twelve, yeah, uh, Tony might have five, two, six, two, something like that. Yeah. So it is definitely going to be more consistent in in the long run. It's the reason I had Wilson at the first place, but I think yeah. that it's a good opportunity now. I would like to go Wilson, but he's more expensive. But he's got three fixtures that are tricky now with City, Liverpool, and Wolves in between. And they might get Zao Pedro, who might take some minutes. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't see... I mean, Wilson, we know we know how good he is. And he just can score against Man City, for instance. But I would not count on using him there for sure. So, you know, it's not ideal. Although, yeah. uh, Tony, he's going to stay in the team unless there's a fitness issue. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I mean, at the moment, the problem is that I can't afford what I have in my mind, in mind yeah. with um, with those four premium ones at the back and then Salah, Kulusevski and Martinelli at yeah. field and the three attackers. Uh, so I'm, I'm uh, I think, around 1.9, 1.8 short. Yeah. So the way would be to go James to Cucurella, maybe. Yeah. Which I don't really like because I'm not sure of where and when Cucurella is going to play, especially with the upcoming European Cups. I mean, is Cucurella going to be the Premier League player? Is it? Going, is he going to be the European Cup player? We don't know exactly. Yet. There's a bit more uncertainty over the Chilwell Cucurella like area now, where Fofana being interested by coming into Chelsea doesn't actually harm any of James's prospects. So actually I think Maybe James is exactly James is the one to, to go for really. Um and that shows by his price rise at six point one. Yes. So yeah I I can't seem to find any position to kind of downgrade for around a million to make it to make it worth. So the only I can see because for Kulusevski for 8.1, I can't see anyone yeah. being close to any returns at the at 7 and below. Yeah. I really don't like the 6, 6.5 ones. They might be consistent. Yeah. I mean, World Prowse is consistent, but you wouldn't go for something like that now. Yeah. Rashford didn't prove to be 
worth it. Uh, just goes for now. So disappointing. And they've got Liverpool, Southampton, Leicester, Arsenal now. So it's got a really difficult run. They're like right at the bottom of the fixture ticker. And a 6.3 Rashford would be great in that position. And he, he looks like he's the starter. He look, He's not been subbed off once. He looks like he's the go-to guy. But Man United just don't look like a team that anyone needs to be anywhere near right now. The only way would be to go <clears throat> Salah to Son or KDB. Yeah. And uh, that would, would mean if I went to Son, I could go Kulusevsky to Diaz, let's say, so that I don't stay with just DAA in my team. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I was scared to do that on game week one. Why would I now? Yeah. Because he blanked on game week two. Does that is that a reason? I think that it would be too naive of me just to say, okay, he blanked against Palace. I'm getting rid of him. I'm not sure this Liverpool team is. It's strange. It's someone is... to triple up on. All that. This is my this is my thing. So I've got triple. I've got Robertson, Trent, and um, uh, Salah, of course, and yeah, Van Dijk's not been playing well, and there were. What were the rumours? Were there rumours that he might have picked up a niggle or something yes, like that? Yes, I saw that, but I haven't read anything since, so I'm not sure. It's proper, this is proper rumour territory. It's not actually yeah. efficient in any way, shape or form. But that's that's one of the rumours. They've also they played, what was it, Nat Phillips? Um, yes. who was because fantastic they, in, in terms who of stats. Exactly, really, really good. But equally, we all remember that season when Van Dijk was out and Liverpool had a massive injury crisis at the back and they brought Ozan Kabak and all that sort of stuff. And that was the season where most people started with Trent and Robbo and Liverpool conceded every single game. Yeah. And then last season, no one started with Trent and Robbo and Liverpool were great at the back. This season, I started with Trent, Trent and Robbo and they've conceded goals to Fulham and uh, who else? Palace. Palace. So... Uh, I'm really, yeah, not keen on a double up in the Liverpool um, sense. I'm not considering selling Trent, but I am considering selling Robbo, purely because he's getting subbed off for Tsimikast for that energy, um, whereas Trent isn't getting subbed off. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's Robert down to James is the easiest pick there. And that was always something I was looking at after game week two anyway, because of the Chelsea-Spurs game. Yeah. Which was really, yeah, dead rubber of a game, if I'm really honest with you. I'm really glad we didn't watch it and uh, we spent <laughs> the day working instead, you know? But it was it was a nice experience to be working and kind of having them next door. Yeah. Uh, walking past us, every all the fans. and uh, Yeah, we were near Stamford Bridge at the time doing some work. And we could just see out the window all the Chelsea fans just, yeah heading towards and then heading away from the game and yeah it was it was good to um to see but sad I wasn't involved yeah uh so yeah I, I understand I'm, I'm I'm having those this cold feet about the Liverpool players as well and uh, yeah. it's the reason I was tripling up with Alisson as well but I think that it is this million down to Raya is worth it I think I mean, there are I, options for others as well at four point five. Who who are the other options? Go through them with me. Let's let's, Sanchez, let's do the Sanchez oh. has shown a very good uh, consistency. Uh, Brighton yeah. has been has been very good as a team. Yeah, 
I mean, they did keep a, a an easy clean sheet against Newcastle. They didn't Newcastle didn't have many chances. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I feel that Raya has even better fixtures. We mentioned the fixtures earlier with uh, Tony, but I'll quickly go um, on to Brighton's as well because they also have a very good run. So they play West Ham away, which, yeah. in my opinion, the away games are probably easier for them. Yeah. Uh, so it shouldn't be considered that bad. Then they've got yeah. Leeds, which usually they do beat us. They, they've got a very good history against Leeds. Yeah. Uh, and then they play Fulham, Leicester, Bournemouth, Palace. So you already have two, four, six, six games in a row, which are, if not green, but greenish. Give or take. Then they've got the two tricky ones, Liverpool and yeah. Spurs. But again, it's a very good run for them because it's Liverpool away, which we know they can be very dangerous if they if they play defensively and kind of go and counter. And then they've got yeah. Spurs at home, which is yeah. never an easy game for Spurs. Never easy at all. We don't ever like playing Brighton, especially at home. And then Brentford and Forest. So Apart from Man City and Chelsea, which is by the end of October, yeah, it's, it's a very decent run for yeah. Sanchez as well. Now, I've never owned Sanchez in my FPL history. You missed uh, out. I have, I have. I mean, remember last season he was the the one to go, and I never went. Yeah. there. and I was very pleased because he didn't do that well. Yeah. So um, again, I'm using my biased. You know, I didn't go there, so I did the right choice. I'll continue not owning him, which is yeah. not a good way to play the game. But nope. I'm not certain if he's better than Raya. And the problem is that Raya also kept one clean sheet against United. Yeah. Sanchez did keep one clean sheet uh, against Newcastle. So there's nothing to take from. I didn't expect Brighton to be that good defensively. Uh, because Dunk was not as he was in the past. Yeah. The, the leadership that he's shown. And because Cucurella is out, we don't know what that left wing back will bring to the team because he's new. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the formation probably will change. Trossar is going to go deeper, um, forward, more forward. And uh, Gross probably will go more central. Yeah. So there will be changes in the formation and the team. Therefore, yeah. I don't know if I could trust that. Uh, whilst in um, in uh, Brentford, I think they're they're doing quite well without changing much. I see what you're saying. They haven't made many changes, but for me, Brighton is still the better team, and the more I still reliable, think the more reliable. Yeah, they're they're more reliable. They're a more better defensive unit when they're in form. They they have they're very streaky in terms of they have at the very start of the season they have months yeah recently with Graham Potter where they are absolutely smashing it out of the docks really doing well and we've seen that already so that we can confirm that and I think yeah. they'll be like that for the rest of the season for the rest of the opening period True. and then when they're uh, you know towards relative safety they just have died off and I don't yeah. quite understand where that is but I think while they're playing well 
jump on them and um, go for it. And I, I personally would be going for Sanchez over Rea if I had to try and sway you. I might and think it twice. I think I do like Brentford. I just, I still have Trust a worry them. about Brentford. Whereas Brighton, I don't worry. Yeah, I see that. So yeah, um, enough about me. Yeah, go. Let's go with yours. Go for it. Okay, so mine is. Um, it's weird because I'm quite happy with it as it is, and I, I wasn't that annoyed. The only thing is I'm Kane, not Harland, and that is a big worry right now because Harland's doing really well. Obviously, Jesus is a really good player, um, and actually, that has made this Arsenal attack look a lot more deadly and he's a major part of that. So I've got Martinelli, but um, Martinelli's getting whipped by Hazels every week. So you can have Martinelli and Hazels and it's far cheaper than Kane and Son, for example. Um, So getting Hazels in this week has been my main problem. And I've got a striker that's 4.5, who I now realise is probably not, the team structure that I want. Yeah. And then, um, but it's a lot of money to get from 4.5 to an eight point something um, player. And I've got 1 million locked up in a keeper in Mendy that I could, you know, or 0.5 that I could go down. I've got two 5 million defenders in Jinchenko and Romero. Romero is injured. So the team structure is not quite balanced. So, um, as we spoke a bit about Robertson, that's where I'm looking to free up the funds. And if I do it really well, I could probably free up Robertson and Mares, and move potentially um, my 4.5 midfielder up. But I have to go quite a long way down to do that. It has to be someone like Jewsbury Hall from Mares. Yeah. Or Neko Williams for Robertson to get that three million out. And there's no one really that I want around Mares's price point. Like it's just a really difficult but okay, so the Mares price point is great. I want Kulusevsky. Yeah. So I'm thinking four transfers this week. Double oh, hit. My. So it's a Repair. mini a mini wild card. Yeah, Romero down to um, Neko Williams. So that's a million there. Robertson down to Reese James. So that's a defence I'm happy with. Mares. Oh, wait, let me let me just remember what I was doing. Mares up to... Um, ah, Kudu. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, Mitrovic instead of the 4.5 mm. up to Jesus. Ah, okay. So still reminded with a third non-playing actually. So still with a third non-playing striker. Um, but I can move around and work out going forward where I go. But then the main thing is then I've got the ability to go Kane to Haaland next week and know that I've also got Spurs players up front in Kulostevsky who's uh, cheap and, and doing very well. Yeah. So, yeah, City have got Newcastle and then Crystal Palace and then Forest. So, 
both Newcastle and Crystal Palace are going to be tougher tests than Bournemouth. And they might have a plan for, for someone of Haaland's capabilities, but I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know how it's going to work. So I'm going to risk one more week without Haaland because I can't do four tra- five transfers this week. I just can't. And it's a week you can afford to miss him at. I mean, you've got Cancelo and uh, who else? That's it. Just Cancelo. I had Mares, but I just don't... Unless I leave Mares in for this week... And do cause and then do a double next week, where I've got so I keep a little bit more um, city coverage and lose a little bit more Spurs. Yeah. At the minute, I've got two Spurs players, two City players. I'm going to shift it so that I've got two and two, but it's just whether I do it all this week or all next week. And if Kulosevsky keeps rising in price, it's going to be impossible to get, man. He's 8.2 today, by the exactly. way. We're talking about it's Friday, uh, a day before the deadline. I mentioned it earlier, but um, yeah, he's 8.2. And I mean, if he hauls, or I mean, if he just returns on yeah. Saturday, then probably yeah. he's going to go up. Because it's the only way to the Spurs attack. It, it makes yeah. sense. I mean, I'm forced in a way to go to Kulusevsky. Yeah. Because I cannot afford neither Son or Kane. So it's exactly. the only way. And and since we're going with Salah and uh Holland or something like that, that that combo or KDB and some then you naturally have to have a piece of the attacking play of the of the pie for, for Spurs. So Kulusevsky yeah. that's why i he's gonna keep rising. Even if he doesn't go really big, but if he shows slight consistency, he's going yeah. to be my father burst at eight million. Because now, after two weeks, it's quite soon, obviously, to read something out of it. But Saka, who was a very good pick, you've got already yeah. Martinelli, who's two million. I mean, less now, uh, cheaper. Yeah. And you've got Jesus, who's firing same price and better. Same price and better. So Saka is out of the of the picture now. Yeah. Um, Diaz, although he scored a goal, uh, he missed chances against Fulham. So it's not that he's he's out, but uh, I think that a lot of people kind of saw that Salah less is too risky. So having yeah. both of them is almost impossible. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so he's not the prime, you know, out of the 8 million players. He's the one you can afford to lose a little bit at this stage for me. Yes. Yeah. And then you got the City ones, who already Mares is dropping. Foden yeah. is has started on the one game on the left on the right, the other game on the left. Yeah. You don't know exactly what his role is, and uh, there is this again. We're going to rumors like the BBD ones that yeah. he, that Pep is really um, upset with uh, Foden not squaring to to Holland. Uh, oh I, yeah, I, but no, I don't think it's the it's the incident itself. Itself, it's mostly the that they're trying to change this philosophy that they're saying. Uh, KDB mentioned it. We we mentioned it last podcast. Holland, it's always going to be there, so you always yeah. have to give the pass the ball there. Yeah, it's his responsibility to take it and score, like with Grealish, what happened and and he kind of missed it. But that's the play that Man City wants to do now. What's wants to have. So- so who plays up front then? Is it is it Mares, Grealish, and Haaland this week? 
I mean, I don't think that they can cope with both of them at the same on, on the pitch uh, easily because neither of them is pressure. It gives the pressure that uh, I mean, Maris and Haaland. So that's yeah. why I think he's kind of having him in and out. And uh, what do you mean? He played. He played the full ninety minutes against in the last game. Yeah, but against Bournemouth, so the pressure yeah. was not needed that much as it was needed against West Ham, and it will be against Newcastle away. So I think, so you think he, he doesn't fit with a pressing style of what City do, so he's not going to be a likely starter. Maris never did, so that's why he was. Uh, but it, but it was okay because he was the only non-real presser. Because when yeah. he had the false nine with either Gundo or KDB, he had an extra pl- player in the midfield, so it was easier. Yeah. Uh, but now that he's got Haaland, who's not. You know that type of player. He's not the striker that will annoy the defenders and yeah. kind of be in their way. Uh, I don't think that he's he's going to risk having you know two players less in his pressing game. Okay. I mean that was the prediction anyway uh, before we even started the season, and as it appears, it kind of is justified because, as I said, on the first game. Maris didn't come in until the 85th minute and then yeah. played on the second one, which by default is less needed. Yeah. With with all those changing in structure, with Walker playing next to Rodrigo, actually, to Rodri, actually. Mm-hmm. He was playing more of a, as a, as a center a half. Uh, no, it was a yeah. EMC rather than a wing back. It was a, a yeah. very very different formation uh, and uh, it, it made the wing the, the wingers go really wide yeah so that was more of Mara's style yeah but we should um, regard the Newcastle fixture as one of the difficult ones and I think that Pep also regards that in that way and yeah definitely. I don't know if we're going to go three at the back Newcastle they've shown yeah. really good defensive Record so far, yeah. And the wing backs, I mean, both Target and uh, Trippier are one very of the good, best pairs in the Premier League. So, yeah, you need to to see how you're going to deal with that. So, I don't know. I'm not sure Mars is starting. If yeah, I'm not making a prediction. I should I should kind of follow the Man City. Uh, who's that guy who's really good in predicting? Luke, if I doubt Luke. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. I haven't read his comments or what he says about that. But Me neither. Yeah. My gut says that Mares, unless unless he's so upset with Foden and he wants to keep him out of the team. Yeah. Now, and then by necessity, I mean he either brings Bernardo Silva, which again, exactly, he's done it before. It's not or Alvarez, but I think he's. It feels like Alvarez is the anti Holland. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't think that he's aiming to have Alvarez as a right winger. Not yet, no. It's not yet. We'll see how it works. See how it, it works because players can move around when they move clubs and they can, you know, find different positions that are their own position. Or... There's a big rumour about Bernardo Silva and PSG this morning. Yeah. There's a big rumour about Bernardo Silva and everywhere. He just, yeah. apparently, yeah. I just, Man City just aren't buying. They bought a, they bought um, a left back 
uh, who's coming at 4.5. What's it called? Sergio Canios. It's those Spanish names that are so... Spanish name. So, yeah, we're a bit, like, unsure about him, but he's a 4.5 mil. Um, so he could be a good asset, but as we know with City, they take a little bit of time to, to gel a player in, specifically into the defence. Um, and, yeah, just up front, I am just really curious to see how they're going to play their season. It does seem like City and Liverpool aren't as strong as they were. So Is that wishful thinking? Is that kind of, oh, it's Spurs time? I mean, don't know what you're saying. Don't know what you're saying. <laughs> but it, City, okay, with Haaland, they're stronger, obviously. And with Calvin Phillips, they're stronger. But they're selling a lot of players. And if they lose Bernardo Silva, they're going to need to replace him. And I can't see anyone in the Premier League that is worth buying to replace him. You I know? heard something about Tielemans, who would be, you know, an easy... That would be... I mean, he's like, like not even half of what Bernardo Silva could give to the team. But it's kind of the style of a number yeah. eight. I can and see that. That, would, that wouldn't uh, make Kundo a, a necessity for City. He would... He would be yeah. the player for them to yeah. cover all those stuff that Bernardo Silva was doing. And it appears exactly. that he started with him. So it's kind of either is he at the back of his mind? They've got faith in Gundogan, haven't or they? Yeah. Preparing for that, you know, for that scenario. Or yeah, definitely. I, I don't know. He's Gundogan is was not that um, low in price when he started. Yeah. Seven point five. Yeah. You would think that he would. I mean, Grealish was seven. Yeah. And Grealish is playing as a winger, so you would imagine that a a number eight or six to eight, because Gundo usually played kind of behind. Six, yeah. So yeah. cheaper or at the same price as Grealish, but still he's seven point five. Yeah. So it's either they knew what they were doing, and they kind of knew that there would be an op- opportunity for him to play more. So. Yeah, they already had it because when he started doing really well in the first game and then he scored in the second, I, I kind of jumped onto FBL to see what his price is to see if it's an up, it's a nice opportunity to go from Grealish to Gundogan and he's more expensive. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Exactly. It really does depend on the way City plays. So, you know, if they play with this sort of um, wing backs playing, you know, high up the pitch and, and narrow forwards. Gundogan doesn't necessarily get those opportunities. It's more you want Cancelo, Grealish, you want those sorts of players because those are the ones on the um, on the inside. Whereas if they play with the wing backs coming into the midfield and playing as uh, defensive midfielders, and then the wingers really wide, you want Gundogan, De Bruyne because they're on that inside lane um, in the half space. It's called, isn't it? That's the technical term. Um, a new team. It's despite having only two new players. Yeah. It's a very different team. And we've been liking Gundogan the gear before. What was it? Like, uh, not last season, yeah. this one. And yeah. uh, KDB was a great asset because of doing the same role. But now exactly. with Haaland, you don't know if they're going to manage to do the same. I mean, KDB yeah. has been playing deeper so far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, there are so many questions on City. And uh, I think that we might change completely our minds within the season. Yeah. We might start, like we started with 
the 8 million ones, the Foden's, the Mares, and suddenly we end up having uh, KDB and Gundogan in the team. Yeah, completely. Completely. Um, it's, it's just very difficult. I might, I might leave the transfer of the Man City player out for now and uh, keep, keep Mares in just in case because... Between him and Kulusevski, I'm not sure who scores more points. If Mares starts, there's a good chance that he scores the points. Yeah. If he doesn't start, still a chance that he can outscore, but it's not necessarily true. I think, for me, I, I am coming to the re, uh, the understanding that Kane is a different player to the one that got the golden boot two seasons ago and the one that will get the golden boot. You know, that did get the golden boot five seasons. You know, he's completely different, yeah. dropping a lot deeper, and that really does facilitate Richarlison, it really does facilitate Kulosevsky and it does facilitate Son. And we've seen a Son who's not been as good recently. Um, and when he eventually kicks up and starts playing again, that's also going to be a... Uh, so it might, might be worth spending the money on Son instead of Kane, even... Maybe, when he gets going. But right now it seems like... It's. It, I'd rather make the saving and have Kulusevski. Yeah. And yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. I agree. I completely agree. What about the so, defense of, of Spurs? That's um, an enigma. So yeah, you've got Romero out. So there are many options that can happen now, which is a, a position Spurs aren't normally in. We could have someone like Clement Longley come in, which would be a bit of a left wing or a left wing, left centre back um, route. Yeah. You could the go-to is probably Davidson Sanchez, who's played most of the preseason. He's been fit and and playing, and I think that's the most likely option that we're going to go with. But there's also a very good chance that maybe even Emerson Royale could play there, and Doherty could play right wing back, or Jed Spence comes in for for a right wing back um, game. I don't think that's going to happen personally, but Emerson Royale is more of a defensive fullback than he was ever a wing back, and it was very much shoehorning him into this wing back position to get him to go forward. Not that he was exceptional defensively, no. just that his tendency wasn't to go forward, um, or yeah, his skills didn't lie necessarily in that area. So I think Sanchez is going to play, but there's a chance that Dyer could even play in that position, and Longley plays. Center center back as a sweeper, type. yeah. My vote is Sanchez, uh, coming straight way, in 4.4. Yeah, so if, but we, if we knew that he would be the one, not worth it for me. Go to Neko Williams, go to Patterson. It's not worth it for Sanchez, yeah. For me, the only, the only way, the only reason to go for him is first of all, if you don't have a problem with money. Mm-hmm. And uh, this 4.4 is fine for you. Yeah. And, uh, if he plays for two weeks and, uh, I mean, you keep a couple of clean sheets, suddenly yeah. you might be talking that you're going up 0.1. Yeah. You, that you're a- gaining something. He might go 0.2 by the end yeah. of August and suddenly you've you've had a player for 4.4 and then you sell him for 4.5 when Romero comes back. Yeah. I mean, that would be the only reason... But I agree that it's safer to just save all the transfers, just go for Nico Williams or something yeah. like that. And uh, I don't know, even Saliba would is is a good 
is a good pick for yeah. having access to Arsenal. I mean, I'm I'm not even thinking of getting rid of Zichenko, although he's five million, but he gives so much uh, upfront and bonus yeah. points and all of that. So um, I think he's worth it. People are really into Gabriel, 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 yeah. whatever you want to call him. I mean, what's wrong with my with my pronunciations and names today? Yeah. Uh, we need to make a pod just for that. All the yeah, I'll all take the all, all the Greek the Greek names so that we're definitely Thanks because there's that. one there's one that might come from Celtic. Ooh, a Yakumakis guy. He's where to? He's the striker. I mean, there are there are a few teams from uh, the Premier League who are kind of trying, but but Celtic don't want to sell him. He's he's so good. Fair. So um, yeah, but going back to the the Arsenal team, who has been very impressive. Let's be yeah. honest. They've got three great fixtures coming up. Yeah. I think that one needs to have access to their defense. Uh, Completely, and I think uh, I think Zinchenko is the best. If not triple up in general. True. Not I, I just be, think Zinchenko is the best because of how good he is getting forwards and the ability that he's got to play in midfield as well. If uh, they lose Xhaka or Partey, he can come in and do a do a job in the midfield. Maybe not do as good a job, but still do a job there. What do you see now to. with Tierney back? Because he played. Do you see him playing in the midfield anyway? I I think Zinchenko is is good enough. I just it's early on in the season. Does he know all the the rotation? He's a city player, so that's the Arteta philosophy as well. So you'd think that they they combine pretty well. But Xhaka also took the captaincy armband from yeah. Odegaard. He was so good. And so good against Leicester. Played very well. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's so, shocking to say to even admit that, but he was he was amazing. I think Zinchenko stays because it, when you've had an off season and you've been unfit for the off season, you take a little bit of time to come back to full fitness. So I think Zinchenko plays at least one more game comfortably, and I think every t- every week it gets to uh, ooh, is it comfortable? Is it not comfortable? Um, I'm, I'm thinking. That, is there any risk of him not even starting if Tierney comes back? But he's back. But I don't think I don't think Tierney's going to start. I just think I don't think he's fit. Is there any way that Tierney might play as a as a left centre back? Maybe, but then you lose Saliba or Ben White, or you know you lose one of those sides, and they've been playing very well as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that because Tierney is one of the favourite guys in the Arsenal team for, for the fans he's, he's completely they they love him and uh yeah we, I'm, I'm just worried that because I'm so adamant on Zinchenko uh that I suddenly will have him against Brent uh, against uh Bournemouth let's say and he doesn't start so yeah yeah five minutes we'll see. quite a lot of money to bench that's why you've got a decent bench player in Andres Pereira Andres Pereira who's flagged flagged uh, but I've got, it might not be anything. I'm still on Joshua Silva, who's doing a good job for me. He's rising him. in price. I've got him on my wild card. Yeah, good work. Yeah. I think he's a decent player. I don't know if he'll start. I don't know what he'll continue doing with starting or not. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean, such great prices. We need to, to 
I'm, I'm going to ask something else. You've had two weeks. Have you had better points on your bench? You did, right? Every week, yeah. Okay. We need to accept that this is going to happen. This is, yeah. this is what we, we said that after game week one. Uh, yeah. It will be very rare that someone from the bench comes in our main team. Yeah. So it's the complete opposite that we had with all those COVID cases. And yeah. uh, people not sure, and the bench was not even enough, and you would outfield like eight players and nine instead of eleven. Yeah, this is different now. This is different. It's so have cheap ones who play, and if they return, yeah. that's fine. Nothing you can do. Yeah, but the bench boost is going to be a nightmare to use this season. Yeah, it will have to be. It will have to be. I think even more than ever with the double game weeks. Yeah. Because then you would at least have one game out of two played. Yeah. Players. And exactly. then probably, but which it would be hard to go out of it actually, rather than yeah. build up to it, because you will have a lot of players who you know will at least play. Yeah. Which doesn't mean that necessarily are good enough. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We won't be aiming for 20 points on the bench. I think that if you have more than 14, 15 points, we'll be very successful bench boost. We'll see, because, like, yeah, as long as you get players that play, if you get players that play in a double game week and you get your 16 points, that's that's still the desire. It's just how how it works. And, and when we get there, we'll be using Ben Krellin and all those people in um, the world of FPL, Lego Mane, um, There's Talenadi. still a lot of time, though. But I think the bench boost is something that we really need to wait for after Christmas to even talk about it. Yeah. Some people have already got it out of the way. And if I'd have used it in my first week, I'd be a lot better off. But I did not. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, I think that's where I'm lying. I'm definitely keen on James. Chelsea have got a good run of fixtures. I'm moving away from Kane in the future. But right now, I'm going to stick with him. Um, Those two fixtures are great. You wouldn't go away from him now. Exactly. Exactly. So I've got to keep him with the fixtures and hope for the best. The and yeah. Kane, the good thing with Kane is that he's at the borderline of having him and not having to captain him. Yeah. Because, first of all, his ownership is quite low. Yeah. So whatever he returns is a bonus. Exactly. You don't need to captain him to gain from him. Yeah, uh, and secondly, he's not um, uh, he's not that expensive. He's still, you know, he's he's not going six million less. Yeah, so it is one. Of, this is the only reason that I would say, okay, go for it. He's a good yeah. something like that. But the, you wouldn't do the same for Salah or or Holland. Now, I mean, if no. you have them, you have to captain them. Exactly. So who's your captain this week? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't think I'm going to captain Holland, to be honest. Yeah. Although, you know how these things work. You captain him one week, he blanks. You don't captain him the next, and he returns big. Uh, yeah. But I actually have quite good faith on uh, the Newcastle defence. So yeah. I don't think that it's going to be a, you know, a three goals. 
I mean, it could easily be a zero, a, a two nil win for City, and he scores both, and still miss it. Anyway, I'm I'm more between Salah and Jesus, and um, I think I'm gonna, I might go, I might go Jesus. I don't know. Jesus. It's it's. I, I'm, I'm going against against what I'm my beliefs, but because yeah. I've been so persistent and so stubborn and I don't get players from Arsenal which I don't like and I don't get yeah. Jesus because I don't like him and I pay the price I then say okay let's go against what I usually would do I wouldn't be going Jesus this week I've got Salah Kane and I will hopefully have Jesus but not for a captaincy option for me I, I think Kane's the better captaincy option you don't have Kane fair I enough know. yeah but, but then, do you think that Haaland is a better captain's option? Yes. Yeah. But I actually, funnily enough, I think Salah is also going to get points because Man United just conceded four to Brentford. <laughs> like, it's not exactly like they're tight and Liverpool could definitely score two goals, three goals, and Salah could get both with three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for so, Haaland, it's... I don't know if we had another player similar to that. It's either he scores or he doesn't get many points. He's not Hang the time. It's two games. Don't don't make those assumptions just yet. You can't just no, say no, no, that. no. It's the type, it's the type of player who's gonna be there to score a big. He might score like three and four goals or one or two, but he's not. I mean, the assist he made, it's not the, the player that gets the ball a lot and assists a lot. He did he, made, he did. Uh, he had an assist, but that's not yeah. the typical way of, of them playing. That's what I mean. He's going to yeah, be at yeah. the end of every... Maybe he's getting an assist like from a save of a goalkeeper and someone taps it in. But it's not yeah. the type of striker like Jesus or Kane that will create. That. That's what I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if that's his only assist this season. I agree in that respect. I don't... I think he is an exceptionally good passer of the ball as well but he had eight touches in the game and that is probably more to the facts of what you're talking about he's you know, not he had the two fluent. passes the two passes yeah in the, two passes in the whole game yeah uh, and the one was the kickoff so the second one was the assist the yeah. only time he touched the ball he returned it's yeah. it's how you read this like yeah. By the way, but uh, what I mean is not that he's a bad option. Obviously, I've got him, but if you don't think that he's going to go big, maybe he's not the ideal captaincy for that week. That's what I mean. <laughs> I, I I think he's the best captaincy option for this week, personally. Okay. And I think it's between Kane and Salah for second, and I'm going Kane over fixtures because Salah's not got the, the fixture but that doesn't mean I don't think Salah's going to score big I'm happy to have Salah but I think I prefer Haaland over all of the players in FPL if I had the choice Perma-captain Haaland so at least I get the big scores he might return that would be yeah. that would be how do, how do you call that in gambling because I'm not a gambling player I don't know but that would be the what, all your eggs in one basket <laughs> maybe I don't know I don't know. Always, always on black on roulette. Yeah, At some yeah, point exactly. you will win. It's inevitable. <laughs> exactly. Doubling down. Is it doubling down? I don't know. I, don't know. I, about? Don't know. I think it's probably doubling down. Yeah, but yeah. 
I might do that. I might do that. And it, it's the principle of, I mean, you've got the most expensive player, Captain Hinge. The fact that I've, I've, I've actually taken a wild card to bring in Jesus is good enough for him. Yeah. He need to be captain to justify it. You're cool. I think there are people who are captaining Jesus this week, and I think they'll be very happy if he flies, but I hope he doesn't because I don't like Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> True. I mean, you know who's going to return? Obviously, it's Saka this week. Obviously. I- because I sold him for Martinelli. And Martinelli's exactly. going to have a red card or something. We, we know, we all know that. Exactly. <laughs> so just beware. Because as it appears, we're on the second game week. You're trying to make four, four transfers. I've made five, six with a wild card. So yeah. the season has not started that well for not-so-fantasy football. It's been a perfect not-so-fantasy football start to the season. Exactly. We're really chasing the game. And that's how we like to be. Right. Good. Let's see if it Let's see deadline tomorrow. Yeah, deadline 11 a.m. UK time. Don't forget to set up your teams. Uh, I would suggest if you're captaining Salah, have a vice captain from another game. Just saying. You know, ah. Oh. You're talking about the, the planned um, protest at Man United. Yes. I mean, yeah, I don't think that there's any... They're on right now. The police is really expecting the worst. So I, I just... don't think I don't trust any of the organisation at Manchester United. So I don't trust any, that even the fans could get together and organise a successful protest. <laughs> True. So um, that's really saying something about Man United, isn't it? But yeah, I think make sure just to be safe. If you're captain Salah, go Kane or Haaland. Um, don't go Bruno Fernandes or Ronaldo. I mean, if you ever had those players, but anyway. Exactly. Right. Until then, guys. Stay safe. Stay tuned. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye, everyone. Uso Radio.